episode of the Classic Pickup Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whips, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This podcast is sponsored by Classic Pickup Supplies, your number one Ford and Chev pickup parts supplier. Mention Classic Truck for a 10% discount off your first order. Classic Pickup Supplies, located in Coolum Beach, Queensland. Call 07 5446 2667. Or visit their website, www.classicpickupsupplies.com.au. Classic Pickup Supplies, dedicated to the restoration and preservation of the pickup. Episode 40. This week, I talked to Matt Wilson. Matt's got a really nice 73 dent side F250 truck, and he's doing something that uh, that's a little bit different, and, and I... I was really interested to talk to him when, when I saw his project. I thought I just got to get this guy on the podcast and have a chat to him. And uh, he's he's taking the V8 engine out of this thing. It, it's knackered, and as you'll hear, he's putting a rotary in there. So quite a unique build, uh, something really different. And and it was interesting to talk to him. You know, I I'm pretty guilty of putting a big engine in something. I've got the 5.9 liter Cummins that I'm I'm jamming into my Chevy and and. Uh, Matt's certainly not going to have any trouble. He's not going to have to cut his firewall. You know, there's plenty of room under the bonnet for a, a little 1.3-litre rotary with a turbo on it. So, you know, I, I'm really interested to see how this goes. I, I don't know where I stand on it. I think it's cool because it's different, and, I, and I'm a big fan of that. Um, you know, some people might think it's a sacrilege. I've got no idea, but I, I just think it's cool that he's sticking outside the box because he wants to try something different. He doesn't know if it's going to work. And uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a really cool vehicle. So yeah, have a listen. I, I think you'll enjoy this one. It's a it's a really um, really nice truck. He's he's had um, a good history with the truck, and uh, yeah, it's it's in a bit of a rebuild. So sit down, and enjoy this one, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Matt, thanks for coming on the podcast and having a chat to us, mate. We um, we haven't had a a dent side Ford, you know. Really looking forward to hearing a bit about this. It's a an area that's not my expertise, so. Thanks for coming on board and having a chat. Uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to to talk about it. I don't get to talk about it a lot, so I'm keen to have a chat. And uh, maybe we we normally start this off with a bit of history and you know a bit of a background of what what created the sickness. So, what what are your first automotive memories as a young buck? You know, were were your were your family into vehicles or, or how did that sort of happen for you? Yeah, it all really started with my old man. Uh, when I was probably oh, two or three, I think, as far back as I can remember, he was he used to race drag bikes. So I've always been around motors. Uh, grew up racing motocross, and yeah, then slowly transitioned into cars as I got around seventeen, eighteen, and uh, had a few old old cars here and there that I've just loved and and just kept going with it. Yeah, that's cool. So, what what was the first car you would have bought? Uh, the first, first old car I would have got would have been a 63 Bel Air that I got. Had a 283 in it. Um, just a cruiser. I went for the low rider look, put, put the wires on it and airbagged it and had that for a few years and I loved that thing. Cool. So, so embarrass yourself a bit. What, 
was the actual first car you bought? <laughs> that was, uh, I think it was an 87, no, I can't remember the year. It was a VL Calais with the pop-up lights. Got it for two grand. <laughs> Not too bad. At least it wasn't a Hyundai Excel or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty happy with that. I got it off my, my nan and pop's neighbor for two grand, so I thought that was pretty cool. Screeching fan belt and all. <laughs> yeah, they've all got that. Yeah. And was was your old man, you know, he raced drag bikes. Did he did he have some cool cars or was he just bikes was his thing? No, nah, mostly bikes with my old man. He, he used to race, um, he had a, a YZ465 air-cooled dirt bike that he put into a, a frame and he used to run that down the quarter. Um, so it's always stemmed from dirt bikes and we've always been involved in them. and. Um, yeah, it really just come from that. It's always been bikes with him. Uh, he had a, a race team within, within the motocross for a few years, and that's just, it's always been a part of our family, really. Yeah, and, and were you working on bikes yourself back in the day too, pulling them apart and making them better and all that sort of shit? Yeah, all the time, yeah. I, got, I went through a phase of building some bikes as well. I built some old Triumphs and bits and pieces, uh, old... RD350 twin cylinder two stroke and yeah I've always loved bikes always I'll always have them around there I love them yeah, yeah it's cool I, I just got a WR450F that I'm just trying to get roadworthy at the moment so my wife came out of nowhere about a month ago and said oh I think I want to get a motorbike and I was like sweet let's do that so yeah. it's good that's sick does your wife does your wife ride no, no, she's she's a bit scared of the bike. She's not really into it. So that sort of kept me off the road in the last few years as well. We've got a kid on the way. So uh, we're actually due in like a week's time. So, yeah, I guess out of respect for her, I, I stay off the road a bit now nowadays. Go more into the four-wheel things. Yeah, I, I don't see myself doing much road riding. I I don't trust other drivers. It's bad enough in my Land Cruiser with the amount of times you nearly have a collision. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, people just don't look for bikes. No, no. Cool. So, uh, so you had the you had the Bel Air. What what else did you get? What's what other cars have been in the stable? Uh, after the Bel Air, I got a '59 Apache. I got that in the states and shipped it out here. Um, and that's always been one that got away. I was just young and dumb and just let it go for too cheap. And I don't even know where that's ended up now. I don't know, but I loved that thing. That was just a good, solid, reliable truck. I got it when the dollar was real good. So I think I got it landed here for about nine or 10 grand. And was that just running a 350 kind of setup or yeah. was that bagged? What was that doing? No, nah, the, the plan was to bag it, but then things changed. So I ended up having to sell it. And um, yeah, I just never got to play with that. And I always wish that was one that I always wanted to do. I'd, had plenty of dreams for it, but just never got there. Yeah, so so Fords and Chevs, you don't you don't have a real alliance? No, not really. I, whatever's sort of whatever I'm into at the time, if the right thing pops up, I'll, I'll go for it. Um, doesn't really bother me. I've had I've had both. I had a '65 XP wagon too. That was that was a cool little car. I loved that. Um, yeah, whatever strikes my interest at the time. If I got the money, I'll jump on it. Yeah, it's a dangerous thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. I can get myself into trouble sometimes. So tell us the story about this Ford. Um, how did you 
how'd you come about uh, wanting to get it and, and how did you find it? Well, that was, yeah, that just came out of the blue, that one. I was, I had a, um, a Harley that I've just been riding. It was just nothing special. It was a, a street pub. Um, and I was just browsing Gumtree one day and it popped up. So I just I threw an offer at the guy to see if he'd be interested in swapping. And he actually jumped at it. So I rode down there, which was about oh, probably 25 minutes from my place down in Mudrubar on the Gold Coast. And he loved the bike. I loved the truck. And we just did a deal there on the spot. And it, yeah, it came home with it. So just a direct swap? Yeah, straight swap. That was it. And uh, yeah, yeah, he was happy. I was happy. And then, yeah, it all went from there. Cool. So it's a left hooker. So it's an import, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it came out of, I think he said it came out of Arizona. But he'd only had it here for maybe two or three years. Yeah. I, I had a bit of a look and uh, I am definitely not an expert on this. So it's a 73 to 77. What What year is it? It is a 73. And is it? Are they? Are they? Are they? Do they do? Did they have a long bed and a short bed? Was that two options for them? Uh, I'm not sure. Actually, I just I've never really done any research into it. It just popped up, um, and I went and had a look at it. So that it's a long bed. It mine's actually an F250. Um, so it has a big Dana diff in the back with eight lugs and um, really like a farm truck. It was like it was. Jacked up, real low range gears, like first gear. I don't think I've ever used first gear in it. It just goes nowhere. So, um, yeah, had a. I don't know if the engine was factory. It had a three ninety in it with a. Um, I think a T eighteen Borg Warner behind it, um, but yeah, it was on its way out. So, yeah, it's been parked up in the shed for a while now, and we're trying to be. Figuring out what we were going to do with it. So I was scrolling through your Instagram and it looks like you sold it and then bought it back. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we are because we were actually building the house at the time. So, so you just built up on eBay, decided to move it on. How, how long was it gone for? Um, I got it back, I think, sort of early... 2019 i think from memory so it would have been about three three and a half years i think maybe that i I parted with it and um i actually knew the guy that bought it off me through the bikes he he saw it at a race meet that i had it parked up at and um he ended up buying it off me and it went down to sydney and uh he I don't know how much he did with it but then he ended up selling it to one of his mates who moved back up to the coast to Madurabar, where I originally bought it from, and he put it back up for sale. So I jumped back on it, and it was it was like starting all over again. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, like you say with your Apache, like the minute you sell something, you kind of you regret doing it, don't you? Yeah, big time. Yeah, this one, yeah, I was real gutted over selling it, and I follow both the guys that had it on Instagram, and they put photos up, and I just message them and just tell them I missed it. <laughs> and uh, when when he came around to putting it up for sale, he shot me a message and and said, "I'm putting it up." And I said, "No, nah, let me get on top of that." And I and we sorted it out, and I went and picked it up. Yeah. And so had had either of them done much? They haven't changed any suspension or engine or anything like that. It was still pretty much the same. Yeah, it was as 
as I left it, um, when, that, when I put it on the truck and sent it to Sydney, I think, I think I was having a chat to him and it might have done maybe 200 Ks since I sold it and pretty much sat in storage most of the time. And, um, yeah, everything's still the same. All my stickers were still on it. I think they threw a couple extra stickers on it and it hadn't changed. I jumped in it like, I'd, like I had been driving it yesterday. It just felt exactly the same. No changes at all. Uh, that's that's a perfect setup, then, isn't it? Like you get the brownie points from the missus because you you know putting the house in front of the car, and then you just go put it on the back burner and uh, pick it up again. Yeah, that's it. We end up getting. I think it paid for a bathroom or something. So a couple of bathrooms. So yeah, she was happy. I wasn't. But um, yeah, funny story. Really, at the end of the day, when I got it back and I went to re-register it back in Queensland, it was still registered in my name. So it was like I just had it in storage for three years. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, it worked out. It was actually really easy to get it back on the road. And, yeah, there was no issue there. It was great. No, oh, that's cool. That's cool. So so prior to prior to when you did sell it, you know, you, did you really upgrade much? You didn't, you didn't change too much on it? You were just sort of driving it and enjoying it? Yeah, yeah. We, like, when I bought it, it was, it was dead stock. Um, and the guy had... He brought uh, the the drop beams for the front end, so I ended up going to a mate on the Gold Coast here at um, uh, Death Wish Hot Rods, Joel, and he helped me get it. We got it lowered and we dropped it down a fair way and did a mini notch in the rear end and just drove it like that, and it, it was a, a great driver. So, yeah, you, you get it back, uh, start driving it around again, and... And obviously, there's just been a bit of a niggle in the back of your mind. You know, maybe it's time to do something with this truck. Is that what's happened? Yeah, that was exactly it. Like I, I was a bit more in a better position financially to sort of do a couple more things to it. So I'd spoken to a mechanic, and I was going to, um, we were just going to put the cam in it and uh, just change like the the manifold, put like a high rise manifold on it, and just make it sound a bit crankier. Um, and I took it in and we found out that it had, um, I think, two cylinders. The rings were completely cracked and and uh, it was in pretty sad shape. It had fuck all compression in it. So he ended up sort of doing a test on it and it was basically a full rebuild. So that was pretty pretty heart-wrenching, really. What, what, were, you, what were your options at the time in your head? You know, like you, know, you probably never going to spend the money just to rebuild that engine where you know we would you consider an ls would you put a ls in a ford or you know what what were the ideas going through your head at the time yeah well i went through a million and one ideas i I priced up getting it fully rebuilt um i priced up getting it rebuilt and we're going to do like a 427 stroker um but it just sounded like too much hassle and then my mate, he just put a turbo LS into his C10 on the coast. So that was going through my mind. The Coyote swap, it was all, everyone was telling me to put a Barra in it, uh, a million and one different things that we were going to do. And I just sort of, I thought I'd sit back and have a think about it for a while and try and see what, what way I wanted to go. Yeah. So, so tell us what you're doing. So... Uh, sort of gone off the beaten track a bit there, and uh, we decided to put a 13V turbo in it. So it's probably going to be the only 
rotary F truck in the country. Yeah, or the world probably. Um, and that's that's sort of what got me thinking. I I've always loved rotaries. You know, I could sit on YouTube and listen to them for hours. And I've always had a thing for American pickups, so I thought, why not try and make it meet in the middle? And that's what we came up with. So, have you ever had a little Mazda? Like, have you had a a little rotary that you'd squirt it around in, and that's that's where that sort of love came from? No, my my mate did. He had a, a couple of RX sevens, and um, and I always got a kick out of jumping in the car with him and going for a drive. And um, yeah, always just used to see him getting around and. I actually, it was only probably about a year or so ago where I saw a guy pull up to a show in a, I think it was a Corolla, like a KE70 with a rotary in it. And I don't know, I was just mesmerized by it. a little bridge port and it just sounded unreal. So I just thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to research this a little bit more. And here we are. Yeah. So are they are they a bit of a talky motor? I mean, you, you're turning some big wheels compared to what that motor came out of originally aren't you yeah 100 percent. and uh no they're not they're not really talky so i did have a few conversations uh with some some rotary guys um some guys were saying no some guys were all for it and said yeah we can definitely make it work for what i want to do um i just want to make it a cool cruiser i don't want to race it um so it's just I don't know. I've always had a thing for, for I guess, racier, more performance cars. I don't know. I just like the, the more of the raw feeling of a race car to uh, anything else. So I just thought I'd go down that, that way and, you know, we'll, we're going to put a turbo on it, uh, run it on E85, and we're hoping that it'll push about between four and 500 horsepower. Yeah, they're a, they're a strong little block. I think I think they comfortably hold seven hundred those things, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they get some crazy power out of them. Uh, I was actually having a chat to um, that mad Mike in New Zealand. Um, I went back and forth with him over some Instagram messages about it, and and he was pretty keen for it. He said a thirteen B will do it, no worries. So I thought if anyone was going to know that it'd work, it'd probably be him with his history in the rotaries. So. Uh, yeah, spoke to him for uh, off and on for a bit, and then went to a, a guy in uh, Brisbane here that um, builds builds the rotors, and he was all for it. He reckons we can pull it off. So I don't know. I've always been a bit of an optimist, and I've always liked things that are not normal. So I thought we'd just give it a crack and see what happens. Yeah, there's only one way to find out. Yeah, that's it. And uh, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Well. We'll go back to the drawing board and come up with something else. Yeah. I I tried to get hold of Mad Mike a little while ago. He he built this wild uh crew cab Julie Chevy truck that was fully slammed. I don't know whether he built it in the States and brought it out here, but he had it in New Zealand for a while. I don't know whatever happened to it. But have you ever seen that truck? It's huge. Yeah, that thing was massive. It was really cool. Yeah, he he's done some cool stuff. It'd be it'd be cool to get the story on it. So so where are we at at the moment? You've you've pulled the engine and transmission out. Um, and are you, what are your major uh, what are your major hurdles that you're seeing to get this thing to fit in? Yeah, I don't think there's, there's definitely no issues with fitting it in. It's going to look like a little bucket laying on its side in the engine bay, but um, yeah, I think we can it gives us a lot of room for piping and turbos and all sorts of other 
bits and pieces that we can fill it out with and try and make it look as good as we can in there. Yeah, there's, yeah, you're taking a 300 and something cubic inch engine out and putting something with less than 100 in there. There's certainly going to be plenty of space, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. We're going to have a lot of room to play in there. So, um, yeah, no, we're, we're keen to get it in there and, and see. Well, firstly, I just want to get it in there just to have a, a bit of a laugh at it because I think it's going to be pretty funny, really. Do you think you're going to have to play around with your gearing a bit or or what's the plan there? What have, what have you sort of researched that will go with that? Yeah, well, I've, I did buy – I got a nine-inch housing for it and um, some axles because I, I wanted to do – go back to like a falcon stud pattern to put some some cool wheels on it um because i couldn't really find anything to fit what what was in there so um i actually did talk to matt about that from geelong um diffs and uh yeah he was sort of telling me what he thought would work best um for a for a diff center um i'm running a a five-speed super box behind it so i just got the bell housing turn up this week for that so we should hopefully get that together in the next couple of weeks and get it sort of mocked up and in the truck and and sort of see where we go from there yeah it's gonna be really interesting to, to see how it drives i mean obviously you know obviously it'll get up and drive fine um yeah it'd be it'd be really cool to see you know whether you can light them up a bit or you know what it'll go like if you try and tow a trailer with a load or you know sort of quite the unknown uh potential yeah that's it um yeah look, the truck looks big and heavy but i've stripped a lot out of it um and yeah it, it'll just it'll be really interesting to see what we can do with it and how it gets up and goes and um yeah we're going to sort of go for like a, a mid-sized turbo just to to keep that sort of bottom end torque off the line there um so we thought if we put a Something that was too big on it, it'll just be too laggy and it won't it won't move off the line. So, um, you know, that's I guess it's just going to be a lot of trial and error. But that's something I've always loved um, is tweaking and tuning things to make it work. So we'll see what comes of it. Really, yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. Do you watch Roadkill? I've watched a couple of episodes. They've got a little truck that's kind of the opposite to what you're doing. They've got a they call it the Maserati little rotary Mazda Ute and I think they bought it already done but someone's taken the rotary out of it and they've got a 455 cubic inch Oldsmobile engine in the back of it so it's a wild bit of kit but but yeah it's kind of like almost the polar opposite of what you're doing yeah yeah fully reversed it that's interesting I'll check that out I'll, I'll jump online and google it yeah it's called the Maserati i it, it got stolen recently. I don't know whether they've gotten it back or not, but there was this big hunt for it because it, cause all their vehicles get pretty iconic. Like They end up with T-shirts and all sorts of stuff. So they're very well-known and yeah, someone nicked it, which is interesting because you could never really take it out in public because everyone would know what it is. Yeah, that's a, that's a bold move really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so what, what do you do yourself? Are you in the automotive trade, or, or what do you do for crust? Uh, no, I'm not actually. I've uh, I've just worked in the family business since I left school with my old man, and uh, we've always worked on on gas uh, for the gas company, just doing um, like main renewals, service renewals, 
um, and that's kept us going for a long time. But we've just switched into water in the last two years and we've got a new machine that we brought out from the UK that we're trying to get up and running here. It's the first one in the country. So it's um, to reline water mains. Oh, cool. That'd be good. Yeah. Something different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what about interior? Have you done much in there or is it is that just a factory bench seat or have you sort of gone through that a bit? Yeah, so I've, I've stripped all the interior out. We're going to um, – my wife actually bought me some Kirky seats last year for Christmas. So it'll be going to the two bucket seats, the steel bucket seats. And, um, yeah, I eventually want to put a cage in it and harnesses and that that's the route I want to take it, like the pro street sort of style. That's just the image I really like. I just love that that race look. Um, hopefully, it'll go like a race track too. So yeah, it, it looks sweet with those uh, with the Goodyear Eagles on it too, like with the big, big broad riding on them. And you know, is that is that something you're going to keep that sort of style? Yeah, I'm thinking of going down that road again, like just keeping it like that. Um, I do want to throw like some welds or something under, the, like some chunky welds under the back and get it looking a bit tougher but um yeah i haven't haven't thought that far ahead yet we'll get get the motor and box and everything in and and um we'll go from there and what about color is that you know is that a color combo you're in love with or is there a future plan that it might change no i want to keep it with the yellow and white that's that was one of the things that jumped at me when i found it on gumtree i just i loved that color combo so going to keep it the same color i like the yellow and and you're in Queensland. Do you, have you ever had it on like club rego, or do you just just keep it full rego and drive it a lot? No, it's on club rego. It's been on club rego since I had it. So, um, yeah, I haven't had an issue with it yet. So hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, because they're they're a bit limiting in Queensland on on when you're meant to be able to drive it, aren't they? Like it's it's supposed to be an official club. Uh, show or or something like that isn't it yeah they say that you're supposed to be you're only supposed to be on your way to either a, a, a club meeting or a car show or i think a mechanics and you have to stay within a certain radius from your house unless you have reasons to go outside otherwise i'm pretty sure but uh everyone has their cars on club rego up here and you know, some of them drive them every day. So that, they don't really police it that heavily, which is good. But I don't know. I guess it depends if you're at the, the wrong place at the wrong time. Have you travelled to go to any big shows? Like have you been over the States to SEMA or, or done any of that sort of stuff? No, no. I've, I've always wanted to. Um, a few of my mates have gone over and done like the Pomona Swap and SEMA. And I'd love to get over there and check that stuff out. But I God knows how long it's going to be before we can do that again either. Yeah, not not anytime soon. No. And so I guess the other thing too, like, you know, with a this is your first kid on the way? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. Little girl. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're putting two buckets in there, so it's it's not gonna be the family cruiser. No, it definitely won't be. And what about is is your is your wife does she love the car scene, like, does she come out and get in, go to shows and get involved in stuff as well? Yeah, yeah, she'll jump in the truck with me and come for a drive. Um, and yeah, we, we go to a lot of local shows. Well, before before all the shit hit the fan with COVID and that, we'd go. They'd have a show on sort of once a month locally to us. That was 
a pretty good turnout with some cool cars. So we'd always jump in and go down on a Sunday Arvo and check it out and have some dinner and we loved it. So it's once the truck sort of gave out on it, um, yeah, we, we really missed going down there. It was a little Sunday thing and we, we loved doing it. Yeah. And is there a bit of a cars and coffee scene or something like that? Like do you guys, do you uh, get together with a group of guys on a regular basis? Is there a part of the club? Uh, no, nah, no, not really. Um, there is a few cars and coffees sort of events around, but what I found mostly around here is it's, it's newer cars, um, more like the sports cars and stuff like that. So I will go down with my old man cause he's into his sports cars. So, um, we take his car out and, and check that out. That's, it's pretty cool. You see some pretty cool stuff out there, but nothing really with the truck. It's, it's mostly the um, the Sunday shows that were the best for that. That um, some really cool old trucks and old cars that you get to see there, and a lot of a lot of tough street cars. It was it was really cool. Yeah, it's been frustrating with all that going away. We we actually have our first cars and coffee tomorrow, the first one we've had probably in six months. So uh, hopefully this rain goes away and uh, and we can have a good day. But I don't. It's not looking great for tomorrow. Yeah, that sucks. We need some rain up here. It's that dry. Yeah, yeah. Are, are the fires? Are those fires still going on Fraser Island? I can't believe how long that's been burning. Yeah, yeah, that's been going. We had some really bad smoke from it a few days ago where we are. We're you know quite a fair way away, but it was the whole coast was covered in smoke, so not good. Cool. All right. So, so at the moment, you're basically waiting to be able to make the engine to the tranny, and then. And then you'll start looking at getting it thrown in. What what's the timeline? Do you reckon realistically until you'll be able to drive this thing down the road? I reckon it's still got another year in it. I guess now with the the new baby arriving in a week or so, um, that's going to pump the brakes a little bit. But um, yeah, I've got the I've got the bell housing here now, so we'll start piecing that together and try and get it in the truck as soon as we can. And you know, then we can sort of piece it together from there it's just got to get over that first major hurdle of getting it in there and fit it up and then then we can sort of add to it as we go so i'd say at least a year hopefully sooner but we'll see what happens yeah you gotta be realistic don't you i i made some kind of a a brash prediction that i'd hopefully drive my truck to bright rod run next year and i don't think there's any hope in how that's going to happen at the moment so they just you get a good run on, you spend like a week and you get a heap of stuff done and then you just get busy and you don't do anything for a few weeks and then all of a sudden you're like, shit, I'm meant to be building a truck and just sitting there. Yeah, it just sneaks up on you sometimes. Eh? You, like you say, you'll get a bit done and then I won't go out to the shed for two, three weeks and you, you kind of forget about it out there until a new part or something turns up and then you get a little bit more motivation to get back into it. But at the moment, it's too hot up here to get out in the shed. I'll die out there, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, summer's, summer's not the best time for it all. Um, cool. All right, mate. Well, is there any future plans? Like, after this truck, do you, you know, is there another plan or or you just build this one, enjoy it for a bit and, and see what happens? Yeah, no no real plan in place. Uh, I really, I'm really keen to see how it turns out and um, uh, how it goes. Um, I think if I was to change anything or plan anything more f- for it, I don't think 
I think after selling it and getting it back, it's not something I really want to part ways with again. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe in the future we'll get a bigger rotor in there. Um, maybe a twenty B or I don't know. We'll see what what the wallet allows. Maybe one day even a quad rotor, if possible. Yeah, sounds sounds interesting. I uh, I really look forward to seeing this thing come to fruition and uh, yeah just really unique and I, I think it's awesome and i mean i i love the look of the truck regardless of what's under the hood it's a it's a really nice clean looking um truck but uh yeah definitely gonna surprise some people at, at the shows when you turn up and, and pop that hood yeah hopefully well, that's what we're hoping for anyway it's um something with a bit of wow factor and uh yeah just a conversation starter hopefully um make a bit of noise when we pull up somewhere and confuse some people and yeah just have some fun with it. Ah, that's awesome. So, Matt, if people want to follow along and, and sort of check out your build, uh, they can catch you on Instagram. Uh, it's it's Lazy81s, but if you imagine, I guess, that it says Lazy Bones with the number eight instead of a B, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, jump on and, and check out the truck. Uh, that's no dramas at all. Always happy to have a chat too. Yeah, get some, um, get some rotary heads in there, give you a bit of advice. Yeah, that's it. I'm always... I'm always open um, to having a chat about it and, um, you know, I'm not closed off. Um, I'll explore anything to see if we can make it work. So that, that's what I'm about. That's what I enjoy. So, yeah, if anyone wants to have a chat and learn about it or give me some tips, um, yeah, I'm always open. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Matt. Thanks, mate, for uh, taking the time. Uh, as I said, yeah, cool truck. It really it really stood out when I, when I saw it on Insta and then, I started reading a bit about what you're doing and I was like, holy shit, I've got to have a chat with this guy. This is cool. So I uh, appreciate your time. No, nah, thanks for having me. I appreciate the talk and, um, yeah, hopefully we'll see it moving soon. Cool. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. All information shared in our episodes is general and you should contact your engineer for advice on your build. Please remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share it with friends and fellow enthusiasts on Facebook, iTunes, or the good old word of mouth. I appreciate hearing feedback, good and bad, so please feel free to shoot me an email, classicpickuppodcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in advertising on the podcast and have a relevant business, please get in touch. And finally, if you have a project you're building, it can be hard to find the time to work on it. Just spend 15 minutes a day even if you only unbolt one panel or mount one bracket, you'll be amazed at how quickly it all adds up. The music you hear in the background of this podcast is called Hammer On Down by Uncle Bonehead. Until next week, enjoy the ride.